Hi, friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined me today. Uh, I pray that what I share with you today, you can receive it with an open heart and that if something speaks to you, that you are able to just take it in and take time to digest it and see what it is that you need to do with that information. And hopefully it is to benefit your life and encourage you and help you to move on and in this area and we're really going to dig into our heart today and see the status of our heart when it comes to something in particular and we are going to be talking about bitterness and evaluating if we have a bitter heart and if we are affecting our lives and the lives of others because of it and so i want to start by reading this quote Let's start there. I was going to ask some questions, but let's start with this quote. And it says, bitterness imprisons life. Love releases it. Bitterness paralyzes life. Love empowers it. Bitterness sours life. Love sweetens it. Bitterness sickens life. Love heals it. Bitterness blinds life or binds life. Love anoints its eyes. Sorry, bitterness blinds life, yes. Love anoints its eyes. And that was written by Harry Emerson Fosdick. And when I came across that, I had already decided that I needed to take some time to record about this subject. And I read that and I was like, wow, that's so perfect. And there's a bunch of other stuff that I want to read to you today. So, you know, in Jesus' name, that you will receive what you need to receive today. Uh, bitterness in our hearts really does uh, sicken us. It, it can sicken us emotionally and even physically. It sickens our relationship. Our relationships are weak because of it. And uh, too often we push that um, uh, our emotions down so deep and we don't deal with situations. And what it does, because we're not dealing with hurts in our life and because we're not dealing with things that have uh, hurt us in our life, it creates a bitterness in our heart towards other situations, towards other people. And so you might have experienced something uh, horrible in one situation, but it spills over into other people and other places and relationships. I wanted to use the example of Naomi from the Word of God, and it's found in the book of Ruth. For those of you that are not familiar, some of you might be familiar. And so Ruth was Ruth was a woman that lost her husband and her sons. So if anybody had any right to be bitter, it was her, right? Uh, so she was completely embittered by the situation. Grief will do that. But unhealed grief will let that bitterness fester and remain and we can't become healed. And so what happened was she told her daughters-in-law, listen, I have nothing else for you. I have nothing to give. I'm going back to my country. And she was pushing them away. Thankfully, Ruth remained with her. And uh, one of her daughter-in-laws remained with her. It didn't make the other daughter-in-law bad. She decided to go back to her uh, home and her country. But Ruth decided to stay with her. And we, when we see the story and how Ruth took care of Naomi, we see that Ruth's love was able to bring healing to Naomi's heart. It brought protection for her as well. 
and later on it even brought provision and so this is the importance of having love in our lives right the right kind of love that caring love and nurturing love so that our hearts don't re remain bitter but above all god brings healing and so for myself when i have uh encountered situations that could cause bitterness in my heart uh, whether it was the loss of my husband or my father or whether it was church hurt or whether it was abandonment or rejection by friends I knew that I had to heal. I knew that I had to seek help because if not, my heart would grow cold and embittered and, uh, you know, and just unforgiving. An unforgiving heart is a bitter heart. But this is what, what the problem is, my friends. Sometimes we have unforgiveness towards one person, but the bitterness in our heart, that heart is what is... Uh, reacting and acting and uh, having relationship with other people as well so it's you know sometimes we think we can turn it on and off with a switch but our embittered heart changes how we see situations how we see other people how we receive from other people right and so you can take a person that is healthy and whole into a bad situation and they can turn it around and the embittered person can actually make it worse, which is horrible, right? Uh, and we've all been around uh, bitter Bettys, right? I don't know what other name to put would that be. My friend Betty is not bitter. <laughs> bitter Betty or bitter Bob, right? We've been around those people and we don't want to be. If you eat something bitter, you make a face, right? If you eat something bitter, you can't wait to get that taste out of your mouth. Well, that's the same thing. If you're that kind of a person, people can't wait to get away from you. They don't want to hang around you because everything that comes out of your heart or out of your mouth reveals your the bitterness in your heart, right? From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks the word of God tells us. And so, you know, how do we know if we have bitterness? How do we know? So I want to read a couple of things that I found uh, and to see if maybe you can relate to some of this. So here we go. So bitter individuals tend to have conflictual social interactions with many people, not just you. So an encounter, a bitter person that you encounter, sometimes you're having conflict with them, but they have conflict with everybody and their mama. You know, so if you're having conflicts everywhere you go, you leave one job, you go to another, you have a conflict. You leave one marriage, go to another, you have conflict. You leave one church, go to another church, have conflict. Check your heart, my friend. Check your heart. Are you dealing with relationships? Are you dealing with situations from a stance of bitterness? I got hurt way back then. I'm taking that to every job. I'm taking that to every relationship. I'm taking that to every church I go to. I'm taking that to uh, every meeting I go to. It is very evident. It, it, it comes across in the things you say and how you react and how you treat other people. So you're in constant conflict. But especially if you're bitter with one particular person, that person cannot do anything right. That person cannot say anything right. You will always receive it the wrong way, no matter what. You know, if you are around a certain person and your demeanor changes, your facial expressions changes, your tone changes, just 
everything about you changes around that person, you need to check your heart. And I don't mean for the better. I mean for the bad. Right. The minute they enter the room, you're already switching in your mind how you're going to act and how you're going to speak to that person. And you're like always on alert. If they say this, I'm going to say that. If they go here, I'm going there. Check your heart. Check your heart. There's a verse in the in, in Psalm 51 that says, create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. And so if you have that, if you feel that bitterness and you're holding grudges and unforgiveness because of that bitterness, ask God to create in you a clean heart. Ask God to do that. Bitter individuals break with what is expected socially and developmentally developmentally <laughs> from normal adults. Basically, you're immature. <laughs> Basically, you bring immaturity to every relationship. The way you resolve conflict is immature. It comes from that heart that is bitter. Uh, bitter people can engage in passive aggressive behavior. This is huge. I see this all the time. Bitter people can engage in passive aggressive behavior and being on the receiving of end, uh, receiving end of that behavior is so frustrating. They're constantly passive aggressive. They say things to quote unquote help you, but in reality, they have just a, an undertone to it, right? Now we, we call it shady, being shady. You're not shady. You're passive aggressive, aggressive, my friend, and you need to deal with your heart. You need to deal with your heart. And I am not talking about just silly comments that we say that are shady. No, I am talking about when we make comments that hurt people to their core. But because we covered it with a couple of compliments or something, or we said a couple of nice things, we think that that digging that we just did, that poking the bear that we just did, that uh, that backhanded comment, we, we think it's okay. No, it's passive aggressive. You make people feel uncomfortable and you need to check your heart. You need to check your heart. We need to evaluate ourselves. You know, bitterness is the result of clinging to negative experiences. It serves you no good and it closes the door to your future. Leon Brown said that. I don't know who Leon Brown is, my friends. I just know that that sounded really good and truthful. And I mean, yes, on point. I read, I was like, yes, yes. Bitter people hang on to negative things. And if you're hanging on to negative things, negative experiences, how can you have a future? How can you proceed forward? You're blocking yourself from better experiences. Nobody is going to open the door to your negative Nancy moods. Oh, yes, come. I want to give you that promotion because I just want you to lead more people. <laughs> no. Oh, yes, come over to my get together because I just want you to meet my other friends. Bitter Betty, negative Nancy. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. So this, it limits your reach. It limits your influence. You know, if you truly feel you have uh, something to say, you have a voice, you feel you have a calling from God to do whatever, to do whatever, uh, it, whatever it may be, 
and you feel it's not going somewhere, well, maybe check your heart. Check your heart. Because somebody with an embittered heart, God is not going to give greater influence to. He doesn't want you hurting his people. He's not being condemning with you about it. You know, we hear things. God gives us, us opportunity to heal, to do better. It's up to us to say, yes, God, I need that healing. Yes, God, check my heart. God, create a clean heart in me. Father, bring people around me that are going to help me be better and not bitter, right? We see that all the time. Hashtag be better, not bitter. What are you doing about it besides hashtagging about it? What are you doing about it? And so we need to really examine our hearts today. And I hope that you're able to examine your heart today and say, hey, you know, are my relationships consistently broken because of my bitter heart? Are my relationships constantly in conflict because I just am holding on to past experience? We have conflict with our kids. Our kids are like, what is happening with my mom? Why is she flying off the handle? And we just have so much in our heart, so much in our heart. And it's affecting our parenting. It's affecting friendships that we want to have. We needed to ask God, create a clean heart in me. I don't want an embittered heart. I don't want an embittered heart. God, I want your love. I, I, I ask you to bring loving people around me that will bring healing, right? Because let me tell you something. When we truly want to change, when we truly want to bless others, when we really, really want to have a heart that blesses others, God will send people our way. And then it's up to us whether we're going to take advantage of the love these people offer that could bring healing, the wisdom these people offer that could bring healing, that can bring growth. And, you know, so he's like, here you go. Are we going to take it? Right. The word of God said, ask, you shall receive. Seek, you shall find. Knock and it will be open. So we have an action that we need to take. Are we going to come alongside him? Are we going to come alongside people that will help us grow and and, and see in, in within ourselves the things that we need to change or ah, whatever, this is who I am. Well, then we're going to be isolated. Imagine if Naomi and Ruth wouldn't have continued that connection. What would have happened to Naomi? She would have went to her country and stayed in her bitterness. We don't want that. I know I don't want that. I love being in relationship with people. I love enjoying other people's company and hearing them say that they enjoy my company. I love that. We were created for relationship. Otherwise, God would have just let Adam by himself in the garden. Man, he doesn't need anybody. We were created to have relationship. That's why God has relationship with, with us and wants to. But our bitterness pushes people away. Our bitterness and, and the things that come out of our mouth because of what's in our heart pushes people away. So let me ask you a couple of questions here that I have in my handy dandy phone. Okay, so we're gonna, I, I want to talk about things uh, that will help us to get over bitterness. But there are some questions here. Uh, I'm not going to read all the ones uh, that I found, but some questions here that we can use to kind of examine ourselves. 
especially when we have bitterness of, uh, with a particular person or we say we don't, right? We say we don't. So when you hear a certain person's name or a group of people, do you experience anger? What's the first thought that comes up in your mind when you think about that person or that group of people? When you think of a group or person, do you replay a bad memory of them in your head? How often do you replay that memory? Is it hard to not think of them and those memories together? Are the comments that you make about them always derogatory? And just because you add a laugh after it, <laughs> does it mean it's okay? You're not being shady, you're being mean, you're being bitter, right? We say a comment and like, hey, we put a laugh after it. All right, girl. No, no right girl, nothing. No right girl, nothing. That was mean and derogatory. Check your heart. When you make a mistake or, or something doesn't go your way, do you blame a group or a person? Do you blame someone for your faults, failures, or weaknesses? Do you intentionally try to avoid a person? Do you dread seeing or having to spend time with someone? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Lord, Liz, just keep talking, no singing. Do your thoughts about them tend to be more negative or positive? If negative, what have they done that makes you feel that way? Okay. So I know that there are people that have done horrific things to us, right? And I feel I always have to say this in the podcast because I don't want people to be in toxic relationships or abusive relationships. But we too often, because now we excuse ourselves so much, it's okay to, you know, we take boundaries to another level, right? So we don't try to heal. But when you just have like, let's say, uh, family drama over uh, you weren't that great of a mom, not abuse, not abuse, or you weren't that great of a dad, or you weren't that great of a sister or a cousin or whatever it may be, or you weren't there for me or this or that. And we keep uh, with the same thing, the same thing, the same thing over and over. That's not healthy. There comes a point where we grow up, right? And we're, I'm not saying we're going to be best friends with that person that let us down. Well, we can be in a room with them without shading them 24-7 or being derogatory or not giving them the time of day. Like the, the lack of peace, the effort that that takes constantly, right? So anyway, I, ju I just, yes, let's not make excuses so that we can stay where we are at. Do you secretly take joy in their distress or bad times? Heal, forgive, don't keep grudges. Do you struggle? When someone speaks badly of them, do you listen intently or do you try to defend them? This is something that I had to check in my life way back, right? So I would, there was a particular person that was constantly letting me down, constantly letting me down. And so I would join in the derogatory comments. Or they would uplift this person. I had to say something to bring them down. No, because you have to be on my side. Bitter, bitter, bitter Betty I was. That's bitterness. That is such bitterness. Chihuahua, my glasses fell. Hold on. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> Let's proceed. A couple more questions and then we will end this. 
Do you believe every gossip about them without checking the validity? Are you always quick to believe what's bad about them? Right? Oh, it's so sad. Oh, it's so sad. So sad. <laughs> Woo! Okay. It's okay. I was just thinking about a circumstance. It just breaks my heart when I see people so bitter and just ready to throw that person under the bus constantly because they have an issue with them and they want everybody else to have an issue with them. That's bitterness. Why don't you just shush? If you're right, let God defend you. If you're right, let other people defend you. Don't let your bitterness cause you to just constantly put someone else down. Don't do that. Because the same thing that we don't like about them, right? They're talking about us, gossiping about us, putting us down. We're turning around and doing the same thing. So who's going to do the right thing to change things around? Let's try to uplift and turn the situation around. So do we have bitterness in our heart? So in this particular questionnaire, the last question here says, well, there's one here that says, how often do you complain about them to others? Yeah. But the last question here says, have they done more harm to you than we as sinners did to Jesus on the cross? And he said, Father, forgive them. Mm. Ouch. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. All right. So how, how can we... How can we get rid of this bitterness? Like I said, first of all, pray God created me a clean heart. Created me a clean heart. Number one, uh, there's a couple of things here. Forgive yourself and forgive others. There needs to be forgiveness in order for a heart to be healed and a heart to get rid of bitterness. It has to be forgiveness. Think positively about those you resent. Maybe focus on the good that they have and not the bad. Like really find what is good in them. Appreciate them, even if you don't feel like doing so. <laughs> Appreciate uh, the things that they do, even as small as it may be. Just start there. Appreciate them. You know, and this we need in families, right? Because sometimes we give more grace to strangers than we give to our own family. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. Pet peeve number 334. <laughs> That's a huge pet peeve of mine. We give so much more grace uh, to strangers or to quote unquote friends that have been in our life for a little bit, but we don't give that grace to a sibling, to a cousin, to a parent that's going to be in our life forever. You know, we need to heal people. We need to heal my friends. We really do. Stop talking about them. When you feel that urge, you I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Celebrate with them. Prevent yourself from talking bad about them and what they did. Stop focusing on what they did and what they did and what they did. Just move on. Because no matter how much you talk about it, the situation is not going to all of a sudden disappear from your mind, from your memory. All right. Pray for them and for your heart. Pray for them and pray for your heart. So. I'm going to do a little quick prayer here and end this. I hope it helped you. I hope that as you examine yourself, you're able to move forward and heal and get guidance, right? 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, your presence, your wisdom. And uh, I ask you that you may come alongside me and my friends and that you help us, Lord, in the areas that we are holding those grudges and the bitterness that we may have in our heart against others. Father, we need your love above all. And thank you for those that you have around us that love us. Help us to focus on those that are loving us so that that love can heal, that we won't push people away because we're constantly in conflict with them or constantly thinking that they're going to do the wrong thing, Father. Lord, I ask you that you just help us. You help us. We need you so much. We need you so much. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for the work that you will do in their lives, God, as long as they let you, as long as they open that door. And we thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, my friends.